Hello, and welcome to Living Proof, the teaching ministry of Joseph Castillo. We encourage you to listen to today's message over and over again, so that the Word of God will be in your spirit. Be a blessing, share it with your friends, and we pray that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We also invite you to visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. Praise the Lord. Welcome everybody to Laos. We are in the beautiful country of Laos and I'm excited to have you here today. We're filming a little update here and we're going to be just sharing a little bit with you. Not sure if we'll rebroadcast this on television. We'll, we'll check the quality, but at least we're Facebook live and we want to share with you what God is doing, some exciting testimonies here. Uh, one thing I want to share with you is that uh, those of you who maybe are not up to date don't know, there is a, a coronavirus, of course, that's been going around. Uh, a lot of speculations. The WHO has numbers. Uh, other people that are connected with government officials have different numbers. And we really don't know what to believe, but we do know that there is a global scare now and that there are thousands dead and thousands of more infected with this virus. And before this virus really hit the news, I was having a revival in the heart of China with people with the Wuhan church from the heart of the outbreak. And we were there with Wuhan church. We had the Shanghai church, I believe, I believe Shanghai church, but for sure Wuhan and Wenzhou. And we were in Haiko, China having a revival. And the intercessors that were there, they had a vision of uh, like, like scientists in lab coats creating something from two animals. And they began to pray. And there was a guy who got up at the end of the revival and he said he saw a spirit of death come. He said he saw a dark cloud come over the place and the spirit of death was there. And people began to scream in the service. And I, you know, wasn't really, I didn't get that vision and I don't like negative prophecies, so I kind of let him wind down and finish off. But he said that those that have the fire of God will be protected from this. Now, I dismissed it and later on with the leaders, I told leaders when that guy gave that prophecy, there was a, a, a very eerie feeling. And so that's why I kind of shut him down. But in retrospect, I'm seeing that this vision was very real. However, the Lord spoke to us during that time in, in, with the Wuhan church, and that revival was like the 14th or 15th or whatever of January. He told us to anoint everybody, and we laid hands on every single person, anointed them with oil. Once I got to Nanjing, we had the next revival. Uh, we began to see some news on CNN, eight people infected and then 23 people infected. And so when I got to the service that night, I said, you know what? 
we've been having teachings and preachings and sermons at the different revivals I've been having all over China with the ICFC. And I said, but today we're going to go to war. There's a virus has been released. This is serious. And we need to say not our churches, not the community of God, not our cities. We need to go to warfare and pray. So we began to battle and go to warfare. And I exhorted from the scriptures and I taught the word of God and I testified. And there was one man there. He, uh, he said, as I began to open up the service that day, he began to shake under the power of God. And his eyes opened, and he saw standing next to me was Smith Wigglesworth. And then in the center, uh, he was on the right, and on the center was Lester Summerall. And then there was me on the left-hand side. Now, these are my spiritual uh, fathers that I've been passed down to by the anointing of the Spirit. And this man doesn't know me. I never shared that with, that with anybody. But he saw them standing up there with me as I laid hands and covered and prayed and ministered. And the power of God was touching people. Revival broke out. And the man that had that vision, I, God, I don't know him at all. He testified the next day. I took my jacket. I threw my jacket on him. And the power of God hit him. He fell down on his knees, and he stayed there for three hours. After three hours, he called his church back home and began to testify and share scriptures. And people started falling out under the power of God over Skype, and they laid out under the glory and the fire, some speaking in tongues, some prophesying, some having visions. This continued on for eight hours straight. And I just got testimony back two, three days ago that not one Christian in the center of Wuhan that we prayed for, ministered to from that church, not one Christian is sick. I talked to a doctor on the front line fighting the coronavirus. He's a South African spiritual son of mine, Dr. Brett Sean Lindell from South Africa. He said that he's been praying for patients that have symptoms of the coronavirus and they're being healed by the power of God there in the city of Wenzhou. And he said that even in the complex, the building where they live, not one sick person in the entire complex as the anointing of God that's upon the Christians is even acting as an umbrella of protection for those that that are living around. And so we found out, and I talked to, I uh, found out even more information today. I call other uh, Christians from the Chinese church in Wuhan, and they said there is not one infected there as the power of God is keeping them. So this testimony, a part of it went on the Vietnamese news yesterday, and within 24 hours, over 200,000 Vietnam Christians and Catholics have been hearing this testimony being encouraged. And so this began to continue on, and I began to preach this now in the Philippines. And I preached this last night in Laos at one of the home meetings in, here in Vientiane Capital. And I preached this message about the blood of Jesus. And I preached to them about how during the plagues of Egypt, when the uh, spirit of death was coming upon every household, that God said, not even a dog of the righteous will be sick for God will put a difference between the church and between the secular people, the people in the, your society, whether you're watching from from Indonesia, whether you're watching from Philippines, wherever you're watching from, God said that that not even your pet will get the virus if you do what I say. And what God told Moses to do is command all the church at that time in Egypt to take a lamb and kill the lamb and take the blood and put it on the doorpost. And when that plague comes 
towards their house, it will see the blood, and then it would pass over their household. And I asked the Lord, how is it possible that this plague would see the blood of an animal, of a lamb, and then that blood of the lamb would somehow protect the children of God? How is that even possible? And God told me, that that blood of the lamb was representing the blood of the true lamb. That true lamb is Jesus Christ, the lamb of God. And I said, but Lord, this was 430 years before Jesus come. How can that, the blood of an animal do it? And God said that the children of Israel applied the blood by direction of Moses as a prophetic symbol. They had received on credit what God would do when he would take all the viruses and sicknesses of the earth and place it on his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Isaiah 53 says, Surely he, Jesus, speaking of the Messiah, surely he hath borne the iniquity of us all. There's only one person in the whole history of the world that God ever made sick. And that is Jesus Christ. And he made him sick so you, the church, can be well. So if the children of Israel would take the blood of a lamb and put it over their home, and that would spare them from the pestilence and from the plagues, how much more should the church that has the actual paid cause of sickness and disease curse be revoked by the blood how much more should we be able to use it but i said lord how do we apply that blood they actually took the physical blood put it on the doors how do we apply the blood of the lamb to our houses so we don't get sick and god showed me that in the christian church we take the lord's supper the lord's table as the way to show the blood show the that the lamb has been sacrificed. And we do it only in church, but we need to do it in our homes. And when we do this in our homes, we apply the blood over our families. And when the virus comes, whether it's like in Hong Kong, it came through the pipes, neighbors that had the coronavirus passed it to the neighbors upstairs, even though they never talked to each other, through this pipe system through the pipe system. So they had to evacuate the entire building. So whether it's coming through the pipes or whoever's being transmitted, when this virus sees the blood over your home, it shall pass over and not one of you shall be sick if you apply the blood. So I said, God, how do we apply the blood? And he said, we have to take communion into our home because 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says that when you take this wine and this bread and you do this in remembrance of Jesus's death you do show the Lord's death so the way that they showed the lamb's death in Egypt was by putting the blood on the doorpost the way we showed the lamb's death for us now is by applying the blood in our households through taking communion. And when we take communion in faith, we put a hedge of protection around our home that viruses, bacteria, sickness, disease, and pestilence shall also pass over. And not even your dog shall be sick. It, remember, it reminds me of a man named Miracle Bill. He was a quadriplegic. He was hit by a train on a motorcycle and, and, and he uh, was paralyzed and put in a wheelchair. 
He spent 22 years in the wheelchair, but being a wheelchair-bound person, he didn't want to just waste away and die. He, he ended up joining the para, Paralegics uh, Olympics. And he even won medals. I think he won the bronze or something in South Korea, Paralegic Olympics. And he served Attorney General Janet Reno under the Bill Clinton administration. And he was, uh, uh, you know, everybody knew him in the, in, in the Olympics. And he was kind of a well-known guy from the Olympics and from serving Attorney General Janet Reno. And he was there. As a cripple, 22 years hasn't walked. And he had a dog that would help him get around and so forth. He came into a miracle service at the church where I was attending for Bible college. And he was healed after 22 years crippled inside of the service. And he asked the pastor, his name was Rod Parsley, if you can pray for my dog too. Because my dog had, his dog has some conditions. And Pastor Parsley laid hands on his dog on stage in front of the television in the world. And the dog was even healed. God cares even about your beast. And if he cares about your beast and your dog, how much more does he care about you? You shall not fear the Wuhan virus, but you ought to obey the word of God. Deuteronomy 28 says that all these curses shall come on you, even the curses of Egypt that you fear, if you do not obey this commandment that I give you this day. The commandment that Moses gave in that day was that you should sacrifice a lamb and apply the blood, and this would act as a type of credit. Just like you go to the store, and you don't have any money on you, but you have a credit card and you swipe that card and you're able to access and use something that you have not yet paid for, that you have not had the salary yet and you have not paid for, but you were able to get access to it months or days in advance. In the same way in the spirit realm, the children of Israel received on credit what God would do in the future, but you don't need to receive it on credit. The account is full, the debt has been paid, and divine healing is no longer a promise, but healing now is a fact. And you lay hold of it by applying the blood of Jesus. If you would tolerate colds and flus, you might get a cold or a flu that is unto death. We need as the church to stop tolerating colds and flus, rebuke it and resist it with everything in us. And that means not waiting for your church to dish out communion, but that means taking communion in your house, having an altar for your family, taking communion together. And we did this last night in the Lao family. The power of God came in the house. Every single person and was slain in the spirit of God. They hit the power of God. They were knocked out. They laid there for 20, I don't know, 20, 15, 20 minutes under the power of God. The father got born again who was there. He was the last one to not believe. He got saved. And we had a powerful revival last night in Vietnam. We led four people to Jesus here in Laos. And God is on the move. But let me tell you, we're here in Laos because God is about to do something big in this nation. The mantle and the calling upon all nations, international fellowship, which is my ministry, Joseph Castillo, Bishop Joseph Castillo. The ministry here is to bring the gospel to the non-Christian countries, to the non-Christian people, China, Mongolia, Laos, Vietnam, so forth. Even in Philippines, we have uh, 80 million Catholics, non-Christian, non-born-again non Christian. So we're called to these non-Christian nations to preach the gospel there. And when we came to Laos, one of our team members had a great vision. And I want to share with you this vision today. Day, those of you especially from the Lao church in this vision there was a door and the door was slightly cracked and there was a very bright light coming through the crack of that door and behind the door was uh, government officials and they were trying to 
they were using their shoulder and their back to try and press back and hold that door from opening. And they were pushing that door and they were trying to, with all their strength, to pivot their, their, their body weight and try and hold that door back. But the light became so bright that it burst the door open. They fell under the, on, the, on the floor under that burst of light. The door flew wide open and the whole country was flooded with the knowledge of the glory of the Son of God. Yesterday, this lady who got saved at one of the uh, tourist locations, they have this like Arc de Triumph. And there was a crippled lady there. She was laid down, bedridden, couldn't really speak, eat, or do nothing. She was there and we prayed for her. And we said, ma'am, would you like to know Jesus, the Son of God? And she said, you know, I heard of that name somewhere before. I've heard that name. I want to know who he is. And we said, you can know who he is right now. He can save you of your sins, forgive you, wash you in the blood, and heal your body. And she got saved right there in the middle of the marketplace. We ministered to her husband, we ministered to the staff there, and we began to see people saved yesterday, filled with the Holy Spirit, knocked in the power of God. Revival is coming to Laos. We want to be a part of it. We want you to pray for us to be a part of it. And we're excited for what God is doing. But let me tell you, as the darkness gets darker, as entire uh, portions of population groups are wiped out by pestilence, disease, volcanoes, in these last days, God has a plan for the protection of the believers. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 24, When you see these things come to pass, be not troubled, but apply the blood over your household. You shall be saved. You shall be delivered. I love you. Bishop Joseph Castillo from Vietian Laos. God bless. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me, forgive me of my sins, wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins, and on the third day he was raised from the dead. 
from this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me and we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com and we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path maybe help you find some local churches there online or something or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the word of God thank you for listening and feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the word of God